Hello and welcome to Conscious Conversations with One Breath Institute with your hosts, Lisa McNett and Debbie Sherman. Tune in for mind-blowing conversations on how to be more conscious and present in your life. Topics we cover include healing, spirituality, introspective breathwork, astrology, dreams, alternate states of consciousness, and so much more. Hear from us and our interesting guests. Make sure to follow and subscribe to easily find us and listen again. Hello and welcome to Conscious Conversations with One Breath Institute. I am your host today. I am one of our two hosts. I am Lisa McNett, the founder of One Breath Institute. And today I have the great honor and privilege to be speaking with one of our very own One Breath Institute certified trauma-informed breathwork facilitators, Isu Sinman. Thank you, Isu, for being with me today. Thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure being with you. So before we dive in, I'll just read to you a little bit about ISU. ISU is passionate about personal growth, learning, discovering, and tapping into the wisdom of human behavior. She believes that people can reach their innate potential by understanding themselves on a deeper level through increased awareness of feelings, breathing mindfully, and expressing freely. She truly believes that people can live authentically by doing what they love, and each person is unique and full of gifts. Living a meaningful and joyous life is possible by aligning mind, body, heart, spirit through breath work. <sighs> I just want to take a breath and stop there. Yeah, I think that's good for now. It gives a good introduction to you for the moment. <sighs> and... Yeah, I just want to ask you a little bit about that, a little bit about how does it hear, how does it feel to hear that piece reflected back to you? Well, it feels great. <laughs> it feels great. And all the things that you said are just coming from my heart and true uh, for everyone, every human being it is possible and I discovered that through breath work so I find myself lucky that I found you World Breath Institute and learning this modality from your perspective thank you Isu and I'm also grateful that you found us at One Breath Institute and yeah, so I'm hearing, I heard you say that you came to these perspectives and these understandings really through the discovery of breath work. So I hear that maybe things weren't always, <laughs> didn't always feel uh, so easy or so aligned or maybe, yeah, like the, like, yeah. Do you want to speak a little bit about maybe where, yeah, what sure. brought you to breath work? Yeah. So I've been, um, practicing yoga since 20 years. And during yoga classes, I discovered the connection of how feeling good means when I move my body. So, but after that, I realized that yoga, and also I wanna add that I've been meditating since uh, COVID. 
So I was feeling great in yoga classes. It's, it's really helped me a lot. But after the classes or that state that I came out, I felt like there was a disconnection with me and the outer world. So I always wanted to do yoga so, because I felt good there. But after that, I was also still searching, searching for ways to feel good. And I, after I started breath work, I realized that I was looking for ways that I wasn't comfortable with how to deal with those feelings. So I wasn't connected to my feelings and my emotions. And I was thinking that something was wrong the way I was raised or the way of my thinking. So my, my perception has changed uh, with breathwork. And how I came to breathwork is I always wanted to learn breathing. So when I was in yoga, practicing yoga, um, I wanted to learn more about breathing. I'm, I'm kind of a person that wants to know everything when I do something. So I'm curious what goes in the body, in the mind um, during these practices. So it's not just uh, going out and walking. That's also great too. But that's where I found the connection between my body and my spirit, I can say. Well, not maybe totally spirit. So I always hear and read the mind, body, and spirit connection. So, but something was missing and I couldn't understand what that really meant. And when I was searching, I was feeling that I need to learn breathing after breath work. That's when I understood how these three come together. So it was the balance. It was the balance that was missing. So my mind was always taking over my mind. So I was thinking, I was thinking to, to solve things, to, um, to find solutions to the feelings that I wasn't comfortable with. And there was no explanation. They were, they were key. They were coming back and back. And I just wanted to move when those uncomfortable feelings just came to my face and because that felt good and maybe I was avoiding or ignoring or I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know the tools, how to deal with uncomfortable feelings that I was having. So during this COVID time, my husband was reading a book about breathe. And then it just came to me that I always wanted to learn about breath work, about breath. And I said, why don't I start it again? Because I was searching for breath work, but I couldn't find the right space, right spot, or the right, um, right time. So I, I don't know what it is, but I just couldn't find the right place to be in. So when I started this breath work, it, everything all came together and yeah, I, I can say I find I found the balance that I was looking for. Thank you, Isu. Yeah, so much in what you just shared. You know, one one of those pieces is you knew that you were interested in learning about the breath and something that you kind of thought about seeking, you wanted to learn more about for a long time, but timing 
<laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's, like, like it's, it's, it's like when the timing, I, I'm a firm believer that when the timing is right, then that path can open up and we can become aligned with what we're seeking. And that sounds like what happened for you when you, you know, during the time of COVID, your husband was reading this book and it just kind of fell into place. Let me, let me take this seriously now. But there's something that you said that I really want to highlight for our listeners, because I definitely related to, to this. And I imagine that a lot of people do relate to this. You were speaking about how when you would practice yoga, you would come to a state where you feel really good. And then after the yoga, you, you know, it maybe lasts however long it lasts. And then you come back to this normal state of being where the mind is taking over and thinking, thinking, and there's feelings that you'd rather not have. And so you always want to go for that yoga. You always want to go for that movement. And I really feel that, you know, a lot of people do that, whether it's, whether it's yoga or whether it's shopping or whether it's drinking alcohol or smoking something or Whatever it is, we do, you know, as humans, I think we naturally try to seek feeling good. And it's such an important piece that you're bringing in is that there's not an external source that can help to always feel good. It, it comes from within a sense of finding comfortability with whatever you're feeling and you know you you you've spoken a few times to that alignment of you know mind body spirit uh, and heart as well so thank you for all that yeah yeah and something else I want to add to it it's not that searching for feeling good all the time because that's not natural either so we can't be in a feeling good state so Coming to the daily situations, to I learned how to self-regulate after this breathwork training. So, I mean, I can't do yoga for 24 hours and I can't feel good for 24 hours. But when I come to a space that I don't feel good, that I feel angry or I feel maybe worse, I don't know, that I know how to think around it, well, Think, not only think, um, feel, I should say, feel and changing the thinking maybe. Yeah, because that's a part of it, right? You're, you're, what's coming up for me is the, um, the perception, right? The perception, because we can have an, we can feel angry. And when those feelings of anger, there's a, there's thoughts that come with those. And a lot of those thoughts can be primal and old and maybe, not the healthiest and and a lot of people fear anger because for many reasons we don't need to go into that but a lot of people feel anger and don't want to feel their own anger and it's not that the emotion of anger is is bad it's it's maybe what might be we be afraid of might happen if we full force into the anger so it's this working with the perception of of everything around the anger. So yeah. you, you you said kind of like changing the mind, changing the thinking, because it really is, it's like sitting with it, feeling it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what else? Like what, what, what? So I was, I was in the 
situation that feeling these negative emotions were not good. So I was doing something wrong as if I, it was from me. So when I learned that it's not me, <laughs> that was a big release. And so it was like feelings were controlling me. Now I'm in control of my emotions and feelings and I can, I can change them in a healthy way. And like you mentioned, so yoga, I was lucky to go for yoga to find the feeling good uh, state. Yeah, I was lucky. And uh, like you said, people go for other things and it doesn't last. It's not sustainable. It's, uh, it's good for the moment or for an hour or two hours and yeah people can go and go excessive to uh exercising also even if it's good for the body so that's another part of it yeah yeah thank you for bringing in yeah all of these important pieces so i'm curious i sue what is your favorite Thing about breath work if you had one favorite thing my favorite thing wow it's not one <laughs> it's not one so it's like uh, it's like I'm doing yoga when I'm not doing yoga <laughs> and uh, well it's just I think self-love self-love self-compassion yeah. Thank you. Yeah, self-love, self-compassion. And, you know, you work with, you are a breathwork facilitator now. And so you are working with people, you're working with clients, and you're working with students. And uh, I'm just curious, is that a consistent theme that you see people finding through breathwork? Is that mm -hmm. self-love? Is that compassion? Yes, it's self-love and what I can add to it is connection, connection to their feelings, to my feelings. And what I see from the uh, clients is that they are really disconnected from their body and always mind takes over, always thinking takes over. And I see that I also teach, uh, I'm a you know, Pilates instructor. I also see this in the classes and Pilates classes and breathwork classes um, or practices. Um, yeah, this connection that breathwork brings is so natural and it's so soft in uh, introspective breathwork style, which I love. Hmm. What is a typical, let me take a breath. Cause I have like five questions that are popping into my mind at the same time. So let me see which one I want to ask you. So I'm gonna take a breath. Okay. So you are, I, I'd like to get a little bit more personal if I can, you are a mother, you are a parent to uh, teenagers. And so I'm just curious if you'd be willing to share any ways that breath work either helps you as a mom or that you've been able to utilize breath work with your teens that it has helped them. Any Anything at all that comes to you? Yes, it does. Um, 
well, yeah, I mentioned about self-compassion. And so what came with self-compassion is understanding. And I was a person that was, I was judging myself, which I realized in breath work and judging uh, my teens also, my kids. So with this breath work technique, I realized that I'm listening more and I'm honoring who they are more rather than seeing them in a in a way that I want to see them, but they're they're just different. They have they they're different human beings. They can't be just like in a format that I want them to be. So I'm I'm seeing them, I honor their being, I honor their soul and spirit more than ever. The word that's coming up for me with you saying this is this acceptance, acceptance and yes. allowing, like the acceptance and allowing of yourself and allowing of you to be who you are and this acceptance and allowing them to be the unique individuals that they are. Mm-hmm. And so I would just imagine that your relationship, your relationships have improved. Yes, yeah, the, another big piece of it is communication. The way I communicate with myself first and then with them has changed. And I, I listen to the words, what I'm saying. I'm more conscious about what I'm saying to them. And if I ever hurt them now and, and then, then, and I say, I, I apologize, I, I just, communicate in a better and effective way. Yeah, and that really touched me is just this, you know, this recognition and acceptance that that as a parent, sometimes you could also owe an apology to um, to your your child. Um, yeah, that just deeply affects me because I know uh, there can be, in my experience with, yeah, parents don't always, <laughs> parents don't always do that, right? It's kind of like my way or the highway kind of a thing. That can happen. Um, mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. And, and I also, I'm also allowing myself space to learn from them more. And I do, I do learn from them. I see them differently and I see the situations differently and I respond differently. Beautiful, thank you. <sighs> yeah, so do you work with parents? What is your, I'm, I'm like, all the moms need to work with you. All the dads need to work with you too. <laughs> like, that's my thought. <laughs> they, maybe all the moms and dads just need breath work. Well, I would love to. I would love to. Uh, well, when you help a parent, you help <laughs> many people. <laughs> you help the family, not just the parent. <laughs> so it just, it's a ripple effect. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, when you said many people, I'm like, yeah, because it's, you know, the, te the, the, the lives of the children are improving. And if they have teachers at school and friendships and all of that, you know, I had a one of my mentors, one of my one of my um, my best favorite mentors, Casey Walpole, 
I always reference him. You've probably heard me speak of him before, who I went into the prisons with. Going in and doing prison work um, is not the easiest thing to do. And I loved the women. I loved, loved, loved the inmates that, that we worked with. But it's just such a challenging environment. And it's just an unsafe environment. And so, you know, if, you know, the women might be sitting there, you know, just all staunch faced and, you know, we, we have no interaction, maybe very little engagement and not knowing if anything is getting through. And I remember saying like times I would say something to Casey and he would just remind me if that mother goes and has a more positive conversation with her kids on the phone today, then that because of us going in there and bringing in breath and bringing in meditation and bringing in some movement and teaching them about stress, that small action ripples off for generations. And, and so I'm, I'm I, yeah, I just, I'm saying this because I really, it's important to highlight um, how profound it is to be more conscious as, mm -hmm apparent mm -hmm. like yeah like when you you were talking i was also what came through is you know children and uh, teenagers are really delicate it's really delicate when you, when you they take everything in and they may take it so serious and when it, when you say something not serious at all but it doesn't sound nice they may take it and make it a big, big uh, issue, which you won't know. And what I um, experience with my kids is that they they build a wall and they just don't want to talk about it at all. So it's really delicate, and it's take it takes time to just you know to go into their space. They really don't. Speaking from my kids, they really don't allow anyone. That's uh, that's targeting their safety. Yeah, and 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 when people have experienced a lot of trauma, yeah. So I mean, your your children are in a loving, you know, you're a loving, caring parent, so you are able to work with those walls. Um, and if somebody grows up in a child, a small child and a teenager grows up in a, in an environment where there is no sense of safety and all of these walls go up because that is really what happens. There needs to be, it's like, okay, well, the world is not safe. The world is not safe. You know, we're, we're such delicate, sensitive beings that we block everything out and hold everything in. And so what I'm really trying to say is that, you know, there's so many of us that walk around with this like wounded children walls up right and mm -hmm. and my you know that that was me <laughs> i can talk about myself you know because i'm i'm like oh yeah i you know i didn't let people in way into my adulthood and i didn't even understand what i was doing i i remember having like boyfriends and friend friends being like 
I want to know you. And I was like, you know me, you know, like, well, you know, everything you're going to know about me, you know. Um, and it wasn't until I started healing and I started softening and I started recognizing all those walls and boundaries that, um, that I, I understood and I was able to see that. And so, so yeah, that's just what touches me is that, you know, working with, working with children at this young age and that sensitivity, but if that, gets missed, then we are these adults that are walking around that are seeking to have more connection mm -hmm. and not understanding why we why we don't because we, you know, it's nervous system mechanics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because, like you said, you didn't know, and I didn't know either. So we don't or no one knows what to do or how to respond because they don't know which situation they're in. So unless an opening comes, you know, you're, um, you, you feel, you have to feel it. I, I felt it during breath work. So no one can say and teach this because it has to be felt. It has to be experienced that they didn't know which, like I didn't know, and you didn't know. Yes. I just want to take a breath with that. Yeah, and this feels like, this feels like an invitation and maybe a good place to start closing because, I mean, we can keep talking, but at the same time, yeah, it's an invitation for the audience to connect with you, to connect with us, to experience breath work and to, yeah, and to have this deep experience of connecting with yourself, just bringing it back to that common theme that you see in your clients. They start to connect with themselves. You were started to connect with yourself. And then from that place of connection, there's more self-love, there's more self-compassion, and so much more inner awareness that comes through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you framed it so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's just one after one after the other. <laughs> Yeah. So what are the best ways for someone to contact you, to reach you, to, to work with you? Yeah. So they can reach me through One Breath Institute website where they see the teachers. And my email address is uh, breathworkcalling at gmail.com. They can send me uh, any questions that they want to, uh, they're curious, if they're curious about breath work, the sessions, uh, how breath work, uh, anything about the breath work they want to know. Or they can follow me from the Instagram, breathworkcalling, breathwork.calling from my Instagram page. Yeah. Perfect. Waiting to connect. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And I see also um, sometimes leads our Sunday morning breathwork sessions uh so it's kind of random but uh if you one breath institute does offer free breathwork sessions every sunday from 11 to 12 11 a.m to 12 p.m eastern time so 
if you are not joining us for those, you can, and you'll see Isu pop in and out of there. And Isu is going to be co-facilitating our next breathwork facilitator training that is starting November 3rd. So just a little under a month from now, she's facilitating that with Debbie Sherman, our school co-founder. So that's really exciting. And if you have any interest in training to become a breathwork facilitator, you can study with Debbie and Isu starting in November. How does it feel to now be stepping <laughs> into this role? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to connect to people. Just um, guiding or assisting or any help through their journey. Which is which is really um, exciting, exciting to see. Yeah, so much profound personal transformation. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, it's been wonderful speaking with you, Isu. Is there any final words you would like to leave people with? <laughs> Well, I just love breath work, so I <laughs> I want everyone to 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 give it a try, even if they even if it doesn't sound like they will like it or if they have any judgments around it. Just um, yeah, come to the Sunday breathwork sessions and just give it a try, and then you can decide if you want to continue or not. Perfect. Well, why don't we take a breath and why don't you audience take a breath with us right now? <laughs> thank you so much. I see. Thank, thank you everyone for thank you, Lisa. <clears throat> listening. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to this episode all the way to the end. And for that, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We want to hear from you. Reach out and let us know what you thought of this podcast. And please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends.